0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's Sports Talk Show.
1: Every day is an April school day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you
2: are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days it's your game. day. It's my day, yeah.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. And that's a Steve, for everybody. Let's and in short. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Chase Kinneman a three for the tie. Off the
2: backboard Kinnaman makes it in! Off the
0: buzzer and we've got overtime. Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson and he scores on the last play of the game! Unbelievable! And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: Just be patient. And I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're the worst. I
2: am the worst.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
2: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, and a very well-rested man, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you enjoy your weekend? We talked about it on Friday, and I really wanted you to enjoy this yeah, weekend. I, I, did you kick back and enjoy?
1: I, I did. I played 36 holes of golf. Look at you. Yeah. Played okay. And,
2: and what else did you do?
1: Uh, watched a little NBA playoffs, which I'm, I'm actually watching more NBA playoffs than I ever have. I don't That's because
2: it's been good in this round.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's not bad. But I mean, it's still Golden State. But uh, uh, the other series are very competitive. So really, you know, you got Golden State up here, and then the other teams. Well, Golden State lost on Saturday, Steve. Well, that doesn't matter. They're, they're, <laughs> it matters if they go and lose tonight. Well, but and that had such a weird ending to the game. I don't know if you saw the ending. Of, that of course game. I did. Well, I mean, there's like thirteen, fourteen seconds left. They're only down. What six or five, five, I think five when, think,
2: when yeah. Curry missed the layup, yeah,
1: yeah, was gonna, well, it was a dunk. yeah, that he got stepped and, on and normally you at least you know you foul, make them make free throws, and you know, there's a chance they could miss. Well, apparently Golden State that, ah, we'll throw this game away, throw we'll throw the NBA a bone. We'll let them win one game, then we're gonna win the last two.
2: Well, Steve, the most important thing of the weekend,
1: and I did what well, yeah, I the did. most
2: important event of the weekend lived up to what it was supposed to be. Now, if I remember correctly, Steve had a quote on the show on Friday where he said, nobody cares about the Kentucky Derby anymore. Nobody cares about that silly event. It's just like boxing. It's just like anything else from the 1920s that has gone away. But you know what, Steve? People did care about the Kentucky Derby.
1: Well, that's because they had an ending unlike any other. In the history of the race. And I did what I turned on at five, I think it was five forty-six. And the race starts at 550. Yeah. So I watched four minutes of pregame and then watched the
2: race. Well, this is what it sounded like on NBC over the weekend. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. And they're into the stretch. Country house on the outside code of honor down for the rail. Maximum Security keeps on fighting. War of Will is there too as they come to the final furlong. It is Country House on the outside. Maximum Security so dead game. He keeps battling on. Maximum Security. Country House went two down to the line. Maximum Security wins the country. There is an objection oh, okay. that has been posted on the board, so it is unofficial for the moment. He did come out at the top of the stretch, nearing the top of the stretch. He impeded the one-horse, War of Will. Mm-hmm. Maximum security moved out of lane before he was clear, forcing the rider of number one, War of Will, to check up a little bit. Yes! They disqualified him. They did. So for the first time in the history of the Kentucky Derby, the horse that crossed the line first has been disqualified. After the objection, Country House wins the Kentucky Derby. With Flavian Pratt at 65 to 1. Woo! 65 to 1. Yeah, so don't you wish you would have gone and put some money on that? Put $10 on that and you win 650. Woohoo! Well, this was a really interesting weekend for the Kentucky Derby and Steve made the comment and said nobody cares about the Kentucky Derby anymore. Well, how about this, Steve? The best rating for the Kentucky Derby broadcast at an 11, 10.9. Wow. Which is really good. Oh, yeah. The best rating that any- that event has had since 1990.
1: And and there's not, you know, that there wasn't a real standout horse going in. I mean, you didn't hear any. There wasn't any, you know, secretariats
2: or well, Remember, CEOs. the favorite got scratched yeah, early in the week. Omaha Beach. So, this was a rating that was up 20% from last year. You want to take a guess at how much money was bet on this year's Kentucky Derby? It's a record.
1: I'll say 13 million.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Way up.
1: 110 million.
2: Way up. Wow. $165.5 million were bet on the Kentucky Derby this weekend. There's a lot of people up with 10% a. 10% from last There's year. There's a lot
1: of people with. It gambling addiction out there.
2: That is a massive weekend. So, when Steve said, nobody cares about the Derby anymore, it's horse racing, it's antiquated. People care about the Derby. Now, part of it might be the thrill of the gambling side of it, and the fun that that brings, but I can remember on Saturday night, and even today, so many people talking about the Derby because of the finish, and of course when you have the favorite, Maximum Security, who wins the race, then you get the debate of, okay, well, the 20 minutes of, oh, is he going to get disqualified? I was sitting in a bar in Oklahoma City, and all the people around us were, after the race was over, they turned music back up, they had turned off the broadcast sound, and everybody was sitting around going, wait, turn it back on, turn it back on, we got to hear. yeah Everybody was so interested in this, and I've come into the station today, and Mark came in and asked and said, wow, what a what a crazy finish. Tom mm-hmm. comes in and says, man, what a crazy finish. Even Casey... She yeah. was into it. Yeah. I don't know if she's ever watched the Kentucky Derby before, the but she was pumped. Watching. Everybody was interested in this event. And part of it was that nobody really knew exactly the rules of this too. But when you go back and, and watch it on the replay, you can see the error that happened here and the reason why maximum security was disqualified because I, I've been trying to come up with the right analogy to compare it to another racing sport Maybe if it was like go-kart racing, if you cut somebody off and get right in front of them and then start slowing down, that it throws off everybody else. And when you have these 20 massive horses, and normally races don't have 20 horses... And let
1: me ask you this.
2: How much did the conditions play into it? I don't think they played into it at all. I think this was an intentional move. You think it was intentional? Yeah. I think the horse got spooked. No, well, that wouldn't be conditions. That would just be the other horses around him. But I think they moved to try and cut off that other horse. I think yep. the, the jockey did it and directed him to move a little bit to the right, and it almost led to what would have been a national disaster is a Car wreck. a 20-horse pileup yeah. around the final turn, yeah. and what would be a disaster for people watching this event. They want to not have that happen, and the thing that other people maybe don't realize is you may have heard Tarico say a second ago that it's the first time that the horse has been disqualified that actually won the event. Ever. But this type of disqualification happens all the time in, in horse racing. Oh, I didn't know It happens know that. all the time. It just typically doesn't happen in these events because the horses are so well-trained and they're some of the best horses in the world. Yeah. I want to play the audio from... The stewards at the kentucky derby giving their explanation for what happened and at least trying to make it a little more simple for people that don't watch horse racing all the time
1: the riders of the 18 and 20 horses in the kentucky derby lodged objections against the seven horse the winner uh, due to interference turning for home leaving the quarter pole Um, we we had a lengthy review of the race We interviewed affected riders. Um, We determined that the seven horse drifted out and impacted the progress of number one, in turn, interfering with the 18 and 21. Um, Those horses were all affected, we thought, by the (laughs) interference. Uh, Therefore, we unanimously determined to disqualify number seven and place him behind the 18. The 18 being the lowest-placed horse that he bothered, which is our typical procedure. So 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 this was standard. So what place did, who was it, guaranteed security?
2: Maximum security. Maximum security, whatever. So they dropped him behind the... So
1: what place did maximum security get?
2: Well, to my knowledge, it went to 18th place, or she might have been saying that it went to the behind the 18 horse yeah. where I don't I don't know where that finished but yeah. it was not in the top 3 and so this maximum security doesn't matter okay. in the results of all of this but it is Country House at 65 to 1 65 to 1 Wow, that is the biggest long shot to win the derby since like the 1910 now do they have
1: any way of, of disclosing the most money wagered on that horse
2: I think that they would have some ways to do that, but I would imagine the way that a lot of people made their big money on this would be finding ways to work on what the sports betting world would call a parlay oh, yeah. where you're betting parlay. on multiple games at the same time yeah. in the horse racing and what's world, the other thing
1: called the three what's the well in, in horse racing they
2: call it an exacta for two yeah. and a trifecta for three there you go okay and so that's kind of the way i would think a lot of people would be able to bet on this so it's 65 to 1 to win if it's a $2 bet that's what they always show you on the on the graphic mm-hmm. that's about $130 yeah. that you win on a $2 bet. Yeah. Now, the exact numbers, if you had Country House at number one and then whoever finished second, if you had those two exactly on a $2 bet, it'd be like $13,000. I'll
1: bet nobody did.
2: There are probably a few, but not many. Well, But people, a very exciting week. Probably the
1: people that had the horse at one. What What was it? Country House. Country House. They surely probably threw a little money on their own horse I would think.
2: They'd guess. have to. Yeah. So what a a don't fun a fun feelings. weekend. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the presidential camp candidates, they all go vote for themselves. Yeah. It'd be weird if you didn't. But what a, a fun weekend of horse racing. There was so much drama with it and I don't remember I logged onto social media, of course Steve did not do that. I don't but do but I was following media. along and there were so many people that were invested in this and were following along and Maybe the thing that made it the most fun was that nobody really knew the rule. And so we're watching this replay, and for me, I was watching it without sound. And so I had a pretty good idea of what they were trying to look at in this review, but not exactly what it was going to be. And and we didn't know what it was going to end up being, whether it would be Maximum Security that won. And now Maximum Security is going to skip the Preakness because they're on protest and they're trying to find a way to win the Kentucky Derby and still find a way to have that on an appeal, I would imagine that Maximum securities stud fee didn't go up as high as it probably could have. Could well, have been a whole I, why lot higher. Why
1: would you protest? Because if you go ahead and run the Preakness and win the Preakness, and then it, for some reason they have a lawsuit and they the, end up winning the Kentucky Derby, then you'd be in line for the
2: Triple Crown. So I can give you this number. You asked how much... Country House winning at 65 to 1, how much people would have bet on that. I don't have that number, but the number that shows how much was lost from the flip from Maximum Security to Country House. So there was $9 million on the table that it looked like people had won when Maximum Security, the favorite, won. And then all that money went away. Wow. Tough day for those people. That's why betting is evil. It, but it's a lot of fun when you win. Well, if you yeah. bet on Country House and you put two dollars down and you walk yeah. out of Churchill Downs with a hundred and thirty, well, you feel pretty good. I,
1: I, I guess I'm just one of those people that uh, I like my money.
2: Yeah, but these like, people these people like to multiply it times sixty five.
1: Well,
2: I know. All right, Steve. A fun weekend of the Derby. Did you enjoy it? All five minutes of it that I watched. Yeah. So you didn't watch them say riders up. No, no. Did you watch them sing "My Old Kentucky Home"? No. Did you get any second of that? No. What about when the when the bugle man comes out and goes?
1: <whistles> no,
2: you didn't like that. I didn't watch it. Well, it would have been good. You should have recorded it. And when I back. when
1: I started watching, they were leading the horses into the starting blocks
2: into the, in, into the gate into the gate. There you go, and they're off
1: yeah. in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And
2: I, I feel sorry for those horses having run in that slop. That, I've actually read that it. Is better for them? No. That, that they grip really well when it's a little sloppy.
1: Yeah, but there's so much danger of injury.
2: No, that they grip it a little better.
1: Well, I, I don't see it that way.
2: That's what the horse trainers say, well, Steve. Well, ask the horses. Well, they, they'd say <laughs>
1: Ask Mr. Ed. <laughs> Mr. Ed would tell you.
2: <laughs> Alright, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back Do you want to talk about the NBA playoffs? We kind of started it. Oh, that's fine. That's your favorite subject. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Nextech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, did you enjoy your time spent watching the NBA playoffs this weekend? Or were you just sitting there shaking your head and mad at them for shooting threes and talking to the refs and, well, there were, and being mean the, about the them? The
1: officiating, I didn't think there was that many that much complaining about the officiating. Much better this weekend. Yeah, yeah, in the games I was watching. Uh, there were some ugly games. Um, Toronto and Philadelphia had some ugly moments to it. Ben Simmons.
2: Are you in on the 76ers? Because oh, they feel no. like no. they're the opposite of what you'd like. No chance. No chance. No chance of you liking them no, or No or what? chance of
1: them beating Toronto.
2: Well, it's 2-2 in the series. I know,
1: but they're not going to win.
2: Why not? You don't because, like Joel Embiid? Because I just don't think... Jay Hawk. You don't like Embiid? I think
1: they have a low basketball IQ.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Joel Embiid. See you later. Ben Simmons. See you later. J.J. Reddick. They're, they're a collection
1: of really good players, but they don't seem to be on the same page a lot of the time.
2: Now, the best player in that series... Kawhi. Kawhi and Leonard. Yeah. He's the one that... Maybe Harden and Durant gather a lot of the attention. Damian Lillard, too. But Kawhi Leonard this postseason has been really, really good. And, you
1: know, the bad thing about this is Toronto isn't going to get him back. You know, he's, he's a one-year rental. You know, they, they, they traded for him. They felt like, well, we'll sell him on our team. They're probably going to make the NBA Finals, but do you really think Kawhi Leonard is going to stay in Toronto? Are you kidding me? Come on. When you got L.A. You think, you, you
2: think you'd like Toronto better than San Antonio?
1: Bo, I think he's going to go to the Clippers. Ooh. I think he and Durant.
2: You think they'll both be Package in L.A.? deal. Yeah. What about Durant to the Knicks?
1: Never happened. He's not going to play for a bunch of ham and eggers.
2: Why not? He could be the, the man of the hour. They stink.
1: That's why they need him. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You put him on that team and they stink. And stoop. they got Zion. Well. Zion. They have. Durant. To. They have to get Zion. I That's mean, right. They have to win the lottery.
2: Well, they tanked enough to well, <laughs> have a great did. chance Now, you get
1: it. Durant and Zion.
2: There you go. And then you don't stink so bad. And then you go get one more guy. Well, maybe could, Kawhi. Yeah. Ooh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Durant. Durant's going to be smart about this. But back to his team. The Rockets, in their first game at home of this series, picked up a 126-121 win in overtime. Did you see the stat? that Golden State this year in overtime games is 0-7? No. Isn't that weird? That this team is so good, they won <coughs> 57 games in the regular the, season? They
1: just can't seem to stay focused. They just I'm telling you, they just play with so much boredom. I, and, you know, not having Boogie, that hurts.
2: Yeah. Because Bogut, you know, he's... he's well, a, I don't think Andrew Bogut is on the team anymore. Yeah, he is. Are you sure? They picked him up late in the year, yeah. They picked him up at the very end? Okay, I knew he was yeah. gone. yeah. Well, Iguodala is starting, but Bogut... Bogut got a solid three minutes in yeah. Game 3. Yeah. But when I look at this Golden State team, it feels like they're missing one more piece. That that's something it isn't quite right with them. I'm not saying that about Draymond Green. But the weird thing is, in that third game, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson were just a bit off. Yeah. And they still scored I think 16 and 17 well, it's like, points. It's like, but when they're off, this is a, a weird it's team. It's
1: like Steph Curry doesn't take Houston seriously. He's out there just... I mean, you know, he doesn't... He's not... uh He does whine a little bit, but he just has so much arrogance to his game. You know, he takes some ridiculous-looking shots, but you know, he's just got kind of that smirk all the time on his face, like... Uh, we can just turn it on whenever we want to. We're just gonna let them hang around, and then you know they'll die a slow death.
2: So you don't like Steph Curry? No. Do you? I like respect it? his ability. You, you like his game. You I just like don't his... like the way he. I don't like the way plays. he plays.
1: I don't like the way he carries. Himself. What
2: about Durant? I like Durant. I was in a place where people don't like Kevin Durant well, over the weekend, so. <laughs> but
1: I, I like. I think to be honest, I think if Kevin Durant took as many shots as LeBron or Russell Westbrook, the guy would average almost 40 points a game. Harden, if he took as many shots as Harden. Well, he took 31 shots the other night. I know, and he scored, what, 46? 40 46. Something? Well, yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's been averaging 40 because his coach told him that he needed to be taking 20 to 30 shots. He's only taken like 14,
2: 15 before, and now he's chucking it up there. So you still are not giving the Rockets any chance in this series. None. What if they win game four? None.
1: Not a chance.
2: You don't think they're going to win Game Four? Not a chance.
1: They can't win four out of five. After they were down 2-0. there's no way Golden State loses four out of five. It just can't happen. We'll see. Well,
2: we'll see, Steve. Because well, I when I, I knew the
1: Rockets six were going months to play from well. now when the NBA playoffs are finally over <laughs> and Golden State's <laughs> at raised, the end of August at the end of August when they're raising that trophy, you're going to play. I'm this not team. saying
2: that the the Warriors aren't going to win at all. But I am saying the Rockets have a chance. Yeah. And then once they get through this, eh, Portland, I, now, eh, I'll tell you, Denver.
1: I, I was watching that game, the Warriors game with Coach Kinneman, and we both said that is such. Houston on offense, they were a lot better when Harden was out of the game. They were moving the ball, everybody was sharing. Harden comes in, it's four guys standing there watching him pound the ball and either, you know, drawing a foul, missing a shot, making a shot. Or at the end, he finally passes it
2: off. But you know what? It works. Well, it's it ugly. works. It's ugly basketball. Sometimes you gotta ugly it up a little. bit. It's not bit.
1: bullpup basketball.
2: Is yeah, you're right. It's not that standard. So tonight, Steve, we've got the Bucks and the Celtics, and what has been a really good series. And that game's going to be in Boston tonight. Milwaukee up two one. Then we've got the Warriors at the Rockets. That is a two one series lead for are Golden both State. Both those games tonight. Both those games oh, are I tonight. Can't. I won't make
1: it to the end of the Golden State game. I won't. Eight start- thirty. I thought it was 9.30. No,
2: they're, they're, they're in Houston. Well, if it's 8.30, well, I still won't. I watch. think you can make it to the end of that. I doubt it. But those games are tonight on a scale of 1 to 10. This is kind of like Poppy on the Levitard Show. See or no, scale of 1 to 10, Steve, of your interest.
1: Uh, the first game is about... Bucks Celtics? Probably
2: a 4. Okay, well, that's relatively interested.
1: And I'm interested, but I'm not going to be able to stay awake. So.
2: What if it's so good and so captivating?
1: Uh, I'm, I'll say 7.00.
2: Seven out of ten. That's pretty good for me. On That's the pretty NBA. good for you. Yeah, i I, I figured the Buck Celtics would be like a two well, for you. Well, it,
1: it real if if it weren't for Giannis, because I kind of like watching Giannis. Giannis, Giannis got, is really fun. He's got interesting game. He really his
2: game's really interesting. Steve, let's take our final break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by.
2: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, a very busy weekend in terms of McPherson College sports with the KCAC postseason tournament, baseball and softball. Unfortunately for both of those teams who had two terrific seasons, have ended up a little bit short this week. Unfortunately for the baseball team, they got a really tough draw in the first game. Yeah. Had to go to 11 innings on a guy that threw 161 pitches. Yeah. Kind of ran out of gas on the second game, so they were eliminated. The Matt College softball team, they were one win away from making the national tournament in what would have been one heck of a season here to finally make it to nationals. But unless they can get a couple of automatic or or some at-large bids, yeah, which, I, which we don't think so. No,
1: I don't think it's going to happen, but... Yeah, uh, Coach Moses, you know, we got to know him pretty well this year. Uh, great job. They they did kind of run out of gas toward the end of the season. You know, they were an offensive machine. Well, the bats kind of cooled off toward the end of the regular season. And I think they finished 36-17, uh, and 17, but they were, you know, they lost like four of their last seven, I think it was. But, uh, you know, the game they lost, the heartbreaker on Friday, and then they had to play Oklahoma Wesleyan, which was rested mac had played up until 11 o'clock the night before I had to turn around and play the next day oklahoma wesleyan had played at 11 in the morning and then played at three in the afternoon so um but good job for them the softball team uh really heartbreaker they made a, i was kind of following the game on on the uh on the internet and made a couple of you know errors errors that they normally don't make uh, their bats kind of strove. It was really interesting though You look at that softball tournament, everybody throws their number one, and all the scores of the game were like 1-0, 2-1. I mean, there was hardly a run. And, you know, you take the top – there really wasn't much difference between the top five teams this year. No. Friends, which was third in the league, ended up winning the tournament and didn't lose a game in the tournament. So, Avila and McPherson College, which shared the championship, neither one of them, you know, won the tournament, although Avila – Knew they were already in, so they didn't, it, you know, there wasn't a sense of urgency for them. Mac needed to win the tournament to get in. Right. So they didn't get it done, but a great year. Coach Segovia, by the way, was KCAC Coach of the Year.
2: Well, Steve, we're running out of teams. We're pretty much exclusively down to the high school teams now. Right.
1: Mac College has, uh, they go to Nationals for tennis and, and track next week and then track. So, and uh, Central's done. They're finished, so we're down to high schools and the high schools. High just
2: school regular season stuff wraps up this week. This week,
1: this is the end, and then next week's postseason play, and we're about done.
2: We're getting pumped for tomorrow night, a little bullpup soccer, taking yeah. on Bueller in yeah. a league championship game. Yeah, I wrote two a,
1: high-scoring teams. You can go to midkansasonline.com, I wrote a column about that. Also had a pre-seed, so trying to hype that up. Coach Adrian, I played golf with him this weekend. He was on my team, and he was kind of worried that the rain's going to dampen the crowd so hopefully the rain will stay away but man the forecast for the next four days boy it is not good
2: all right Steve we'll talk about that tomorrow on the show we'll get things ready for the rest of this week enjoy your NBA postseason viewing here tonight
1: oh yeah I'll be thrilled on a scale of (laughs) one to ten probably a two
2: (laughs) wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell I'm, I'm Jim Joyner thanks for listening to According to Jim we'll talk to you tomorrow
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well, I guess